Welcome to Scott in the Second. The real estate stories. Unfiltered, unedited. I'm Scott Eckhoff, managing broker at Foundations Realty, powering rival real estate and 5281 Exclusive Homes Realty. I appreciate you joining. Let's get started. Welcome back to Scott in a Second, the real estate stories. So we are in decision to sell. So you are ready to list your home. The last one, we kind of went over how to prepare for it. Now we're going to give you the actual steps. You've signed the paperwork. What are the steps to prepare your home so we can go live? So this is critical. The following podcast, we're going to go ahead and go over. Now you're live. What do we do to get you to the closing table? So the next ones are very important to to continue. So let's go ahead and get started. So you've signed your paperwork. Thank you so much. I am now representing you. We've gone over availability. We've gone over open houses, all that kind of stuff, right? Really good recap. The work is just getting started. That's, this is probably the step that most people are concerned about, right? You've gotten the price out of the way. We really want to know what's going on. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about seven steps. And some of the steps have sub-steps, but seven steps. Seven's a good number, right? You get sevens on a, on a jackpot slot machine, you win. Sevens are just good. And then I'm going to give you some tips. And then we're going to end this podcast. Next time we're going to go over getting you to the closing table. This is really exciting stuff. So this is the good stuff. You want to take notes. You want to bookmark this. You want to come back to the blog and listen to it again. Wonderful stuff. And eventually I'll start doing some really short one minute videos on preparing your home. And uh, you can find that stuff on, on my blog and we'll share that a little bit later. But right now, let's get into it. What do you need to do <clears throat> to get this home ready for the photos and going live to allow that public to come into your home? Well, let's let's start with repairs. Before you go making a bunch of repairs, we are going to sit down and we're going to go over things. It's not always beneficial to repair something. Sometimes it's better to have it asked to be repaired or just leave it. And here's what I mean. Um, the market is going to dictate what's important. The market is going to dictate what should be completed. And sometimes people just want the house that bad. But let's have a discussion and let's make all necessary repairs and get those out of the way prior to us going live and prior to the pictures. And if we cannot get them to that point, that's okay. Not There could be something that's very unique and we need a specific person to come in and it could be a three-week waiting period. <clears throat> in that case, we can work around it. So don't delay going live with your home because of something. Now, obviously, if you have a hole in your roof, we might want to have a conversation about it. When I want to know why you're living in your house with a hole in the roof, but that's neither here nor there. So let's get those done. And kind of in line in step two, right? Kind of in line with that are renovations. We all want to know, should I? And that's the question. Should I paint my walls? Should I put a new roof on? Should I replace my windows? Should I put a new carpet? You know, <clears throat> there is not a correct answer. 
and and that's the problem. So let's let's think about it this way. You are in the middle of painting your inside the interior of your home. You have bedrooms done but nothing else and you're halfway down the hallway. Should you finish at least the hallway or a stopping point that looks appropriate? You should. Should you start painting? Well, most likely not unless <clears throat> Your house is crimson red inside. If the interior is crimson red and purple and green, I'm probably going to say, you know what? If you got the time and you can do it quickly, let's let's prime that down and get it to a nice white or a light gray or a, a very light taupe, right? Something neutral. Should you do your roof? Well, let's let's decide if that should be done. If it's something that you think really needs to be done and it's going to be critical on how people perceive the home, then absolutely we should talk about it. Should you renovate your bathroom because it's outdated? Probably not. Now, if you have tiles falling down and you have two sinks and one of the sink handles for the faucet's loose and it's dangling and your glass is all cracked, we might want to not renovate, but maybe spruce. Spruce it up, right? Make it look nice. Remember, we don't want to add money. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to have the coughs again, guys. Sorry about that. We don't want to have the money going out if we are not going to recoup it. However, sometimes there's going to be a, a negative return on that investment just because it's deferred maintenance or something that needs to be done. So we won't call those renovations. We're going to call those repairs. So two really important things. And I think it's critical to understand that, yes, you may have to. But you may not need to. So the next four, I'm going to really stress. We're going to cover them individually. They kind of coincide and they're extremely important. And I think they're probably the hardest for to understand and grasp and actually execute. So we're going to just go in the order that I have them jotted down here on my notes. But you can do them in any order. But they do need to happen. It's, it's, put yourself in the shoes of a buyer. Maybe you're selling and buying. Maybe you're not. But let's let's say you are. Or when you bought this home and you looked at homes, these are things that you noticed. And whether or not you pointed them out, you still notice these things. So step three, declutter. Clutter is not good. You don't need 42 different kitchen items on your counter. You don't need everything out in your bathroom, even though you might use it. You don't need that stack of mail that's come in for the past two weeks sitting in the basket, right? Declutter. Make sure you're taking off everything that's non-essential to live. Now, if you're moving out in the next week, you're backing everything. There's none of these steps apply. But if you are living in the home during this process... You still need to live. I get it. You use that blender every day. Fine. Leave the blender out if you have to. If you can make room in a shelf that's conveniently located where you would use the blender, put the blender in the shelf or in the cabinet or both the shelf in the cabinet. 
if you don't use that great attractive looking KitchenAid mixer, and I'm going to say this because I have one. It took me four years. Let's call it four years. I think that looks good. To put it away. It looked great on the counter. I don't have a lot of stuff on my counters. And then I realized it doesn't look great on my counter. It just collects dust. And it's just to say, look, I have a KitchenAid mixer that was $400. Declutter. Take away. I'll give you some tips later on. But put stuff away. And what better way to declutter is than to also organize. Organize what? Right? Organize your closets. Make sure things are organized. A messy closet makes a difference. People can't see how they can fit their clothes and their items in your closets if it can't be seen. Organize some of your kitchen cabinetry in the drawers. We all do it. You want to see if that's a soft close. You open up the cabinet And lo and behold, it's always the junk cabinet, always the junk drawer. I don't know how we do it, but we always manage to find that. Take out what you don't need. You're moving. Start packing this stuff. Make sure you're organizing stuff. If you're going to pack rooms, pack them up. Find an empty wall and line the boxes up or tubs nicely in one wall as you're packing stuff. Depersonalize. This is not your home now. It is a house. We don't need pictures that the kids have drawn, pictures of the family, awards that you have won. We don't need a bunch of photos on on the walls, on the fridge, on your bookcase. We don't need the accolades. We don't need the mugs that you've collected from around the world. This is stuff that is making it your home. It's not your home. You want to look at it as your house, right? You're selling it. Yes, I understand. It could have been the greatest part of your life. (coughs) But you are still selling it. So look at it as it's not a home. It's a house. Tonight we are having a Camus Zinfandel to keep our throat lubricated. But you might like to know in case you hear me slurping my wine a little bit. It is the evening, just so you know. This is a whole side note, but I cannot do a podcast during the day. I tried three times, had to delete them all. I just have too much in my brain. And also, it's very hot in the closet during the day, so the evening is is a great time for this. And I feel like I'm a little bit looser because I've had a little bit of wine. Wine calms me down. It helps me stay focused on stuff. And it makes me feel like I'm connecting with you and we're sitting here having a glass of wine together or a soda if you're, you know, you're not drinking, which is perfectly fine. And we'll just leave it at that because I don't want to say, oh, if you're you're doing this or that, you know, but we're, we're, we're here. We're friends. We're chatting. So do depersonalize. If you have 26 pillows on your bed, you don't need them. You don't need the quilt from grandma unless, of course, it's wintertime and that is your only blanket. Start taking that stuff down. Minimalize. Make it so people can see themselves and building themselves in the home. Please clean. We want your house to be clean. You want your house to be clean. People want it to be clean. 
I know it sounds superficial, and maybe it sounds petty, and maybe it's just I'm slightly crazy, but I was looking at the house, uh, looking at the house, looking at a house the other day. I got there a little early before my clients. I try to, so I can go through and pick stuff out, and, you know, if there's things that I want to steer them toward or point out, but try not to let them linger. I don't want them to focus on things that may distract from the overall presentation. And I just realized, and like I said, I pull up the pictures. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Pictures always do things justice. But the doors were dirty. The, You know, I, and I get it. They they have two little kids. But there's there's just, it's not clean. It's not that there was stuff everywhere. It wasn't cluttered. It wasn't not tidied. It wasn't clean. And it just to me, looked really bad. It really would have taken them 15 minutes to paint those doors. You got white doors. You can see the dirt. You can see they've been utilized. You know, it's it's really about taking the time. Get a magic eraser and get some of that stuff off if you don't have time to paint. It really stuck out to me, and it was hard to get past because now every time I turned, I noticed, you know, filth over here, grime over here, and it's it's very distracting, and I'm, I'm not the only one. <clears throat> And for every one of the crazies like myself, there's someone that it, it doesn't bother. They look past it. But for me as a realtor that's trying to say, hey, is this the house for you? It's hard not to notice these little things. So you're going to need to clean and you're going to need to keep it clean. We're really chugging along, right? <clears throat> so let's do a quick recap. Discuss with your realtor repairs and renovations. Make the ones that you want to do. <coughs> make the ones that make sense. Don't just spend money to spend money. And then our two D's. Declutter, depersonalize. Get it away, take it down, pack it up. You're going to anyway. Organize, make it look good. Structure and organization pops. People can say, wow. This little closet or this big closet really works for me, especially if something is little, right? You can make something look so much more effective and efficient for someone's lives if you make it look organized and clean, 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 clean. clean. All right. Our seventh tip, our seventh step is you need to create intent and purpose in a room. We all have a room we use for function. Oh my goodness. Excuse me. Hiccups that we create for functionality. It could be an office. It could be a playroom. It could just be a room that's so big that we don't really have a use for it. Right. <clears throat> that does not help someone coming in and saying, I'm walking a room C, right? I've seen room A, living room, room B, that was the dining room. And here's this room off of the dining room, room C. I don't know what this room is. It's not a bedroom. It's not the dining room, a kitchen, living room. It's it's not big enough for a, a great room. It's a room. And you have teepees in it or uh, pillow forts, or you have three desks in there and it doesn't look like you work from home. So we're not sure exactly what you're doing with the room. So we need to create intent. And part of that 
is getting things reorganized, getting furniture put into where you want to show people how you're using the room. If you cannot create that and you don't need it, either, you know, scale it down and make it a little more obvious or get the stuff out of there and use it as a room just to pack stuff. Don't cram it full so people can't see the room. But better yet, you want people to least be able to say, here's a room. I'll figure out what the room is for. Creating intent and purpose is critical. If you have a extremely large kitchen with a weird space that is not the eat and it's not usable, that's something that you want to consider. So go ahead and make sure that you're creating that, right? So we'll give you some tips in a minute, but those are really going to be critical. So here's what we want to go over. You've got, you've got the steps. You know what you got to do. You've got some great homework. But here are some things that I want to give you to help these steps make more sense. Let's, let's go with some tips and some examples. First of all, we're going to be moving, right? We know you're moving, you're listening, you're home. So let's get things packed. But now let's look at it this way. Let's organize our closet. What is the easiest way to organize your closet? Go ahead and pack up those seasonal items that you're not using. If it is summertime, your coat closet when you walk in the house does not need 14 winter jackets and 7 pairs of snow boots. Now, if you don't have snow, you probably don't have snow boots. However, you don't need them. Pack them up, hang a windbreaker and a rain jacket, and a pair of shoes and put the vacuum in there, right? Show people intent, organize by removing. Same thing with your personal closet. Get rid of the stuff that you don't need because it's not in season. You're going to be moving. If you're in a transitional season, spring and fall, for example, try to get what you know you're not going to need. You can always take it out. You've got suitcases. If you're not going on vacation, use your suitcases to put those things in. But get those things organized and get them into a place to where you are able to to create that organization and declutter at the same time. That's a twofer. Your bathroom. You don't need 14 things of cologne or perfume. You don't need 17 toothbrushes or seven different soaps. So let's pack up what you don't need. And let's take what you do need. You don't need it on the counter. And honestly, you don't need it in the drawers. So get a really nice, honestly, I just use a cleaning caddy. You can call it a shower caddy. You can get one in either section. It's cheaper just to go to the um, cleaning section and get one where like the mops are. Get yourself a couple little, you know, plastic cups and you put your stuff in there. You use it, you put it under the counter and it keeps your life organized and it keeps things clean. So now when you know you're going to have showings last minute, you don't have to worry about all of this. It's kind of a critical step, and you'll just be happier in the end. It is a little bit time-consuming. You have to take it out, put it in, take it out, put it in. You'll be happier. And we talked about this earlier. People open up cabinets. Please don't use your cabinets as a hiding place. You would be surprised some people open every single one. It is going to be something that they're spending a lot of money for. It's the biggest purchase of their life. 
they're going to want to look. They're going to want to see how much space is in here. How are the cabinets being utilized? Sometimes you open one and it's a lazy Susan inside. Sometimes you open them, you got pull out drawers. So people are going to look, they're going to open up your closets. Hopefully they're not going through your dresser. That is not what they should be doing. But they are going to open things in the house, your medicine cabinet, under your sink. These are things that people are going to do. So please do not use them as a hiding place. Organize them, clean them out, pack them up, get them out. We don't want this stuff. I know you're thinking, well, at this point, I feel I might as well move into a hotel. You don't have to. But look at your life on a day-to-day basis. And it really, we only utilize a fraction of what we own. You know, I look at our home. It's a three-bedroom, three-full bath. We call it the West Wing and the East Wing. So the master bedroom's on one side. You have a kitchen, dining room, living room, and then you have a family room or a great room. I don't want to say family room. That is not correct. It is a great room, entertainment room. And then two bedrooms. One has an ensuite. One has the bathroom outside of it. I don't use the other side. There's no, I mean, I use it to store stuff, you know, and put excess wine over there. But honestly, my day comes in through the garage into the kitchen change in the bedroom and go to the great room going through a corner of the living room and a corner of the dining room when i go to use my bathroom i've got what i need in the shower and a couple things that i need that i keep hidden in the drawers in my bathroom it's really simple right so everything else is just extraneous and it's not like you're throwing it away you're just making sure it's either organized or packed up so you've depersonalized Here's another tip. When you're taking down photos off the wall, or if you're taking down shelving that maybe meant a lot to you and you're taking it with you because it was expensive or you liked it, whatever the, the purpose is, don't wait. Fill those holes in. Touch it up. If you're not going to paint over them, something white or whatever color that you can find to match, try to match it the best you can. If not, it's okay. People are probably going to paint anyway. Don't wait to do the repair when you depersonalize anything that leaves any type of lasting impression. Go ahead and get those fixed right away. It just makes sense. And we talked about if you have a room that a buyer is not sure about and you can't make it look purposeful. Maybe you don't have a lot down there. Maybe you have an entire finished basement and you really don't use it either empty it or you could stage it. Maybe you have a friend that or a family member that has some extra furniture or talk to your realtor, talk to me and we can get you some furniture. We can virtually stage it as well. So if you can clear it all out, we can do some virtual staging so people at least can see what they could do with the space. But at the end of the day, we have to create that and staging is an option. Or maybe you have extra furniture in your house and we can do something with it, even if it's only part of it. Let's make sure that we are Utilizing what we have or bringing in what we need. It's very important. So you've had a lot of homework and I get it, but you've done all this and you call me and you're like, Scott, I'm ready. I've done the repairs. We didn't do any more renovations. We decluttered, we personalized, we cleaned, we've organized. We are ready for our photos. We are going to come over. I want those windows and those drapes and the blinds. I want everything open. I want as much light as I can get. 
I'm going to take those photos. I'm going to wait for those to be processed. We're going to make them look great. And then we're going to go live. So I'm going to put all my work. It's probably already done. We're just we're keeping it saved as incomplete, right? In the MLS. We're going to upload those photos. I'm going to tell you, all right, let's pick a date. So we're going to go ahead and pick that date. And we are going to go live with your listing. Now, everybody has their stuff together. It's going to go. People are going to start coming in your house. What is going to happen next? You need to come back next week and listen to what is going to happen next. How are we going to have a hand? See, unedited, unfiltered. How are we going to handle everything now that we're allowing the public in our house to be purchased? And how do I get you to the closing table with the biggest smile, the most money, and the least work? Now, it doesn't mean cut a corner here, don't do anything. What I mean is we want to be the most kind, professional, and appropriate people in the world because that karma that you put out is going to come back to you. So I appreciate you doing all your homework to get the listing done. Photos look great. And we're going to talk next week on what we're going to do to get you to the closing table. Once again, I am Scott Eckhoff, a managing broker for Foundations Realty, 5281 Exclusive Homes Realty in Denver, and Rival Real Estate in the Kansas City area. This has gotten a second to Real Estate Stories, unedited, unfiltered, and I really appreciate you listening. I think you'll enjoy next week. I'm going to get caught up. I took a couple weeks off because it was the holidays, so if you're listening to this, uh, I took Christmas and New Year's Eve off, so I apologize for having a long delay, but we're going to get back at it. And I'm also going to start doing some video blogs. And I will give you that information next week. It's kind of a teaser. But I'll make sure you have it. So continue to listen. Thank you for sharing. Remember, tonight's wine was brought to you by Camus out in Napa Valley. It was their Zinfandel. You can only get it there. It's not expensive, but it tastes great. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Scott in a Second, The Real Estate Stories, Unfiltered, unedited. I'm Scott Eckhoff, Managing Broker at Foundations Realty, powering rival real estate in the Kansas City metro area and 5281 Exclusive Homes Realty in the Denver metro area. Stay tuned for next week. Always release Thursday at 9 a.m.